0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Okay. Yes, there it is. That devil music. Uh, It's Bowerly. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. Uh, Wonderful weekend. Uh, Had a great time on uh, Friday night. Had to say hello to my buddy uh, Jay Desiderio over at Bobby J's. No, I don't get freebies for saying that. Just so you know, everything's always on the up and up. Uh, So... uh, Brother James play and uh, had a chance to hang out with, well, Mrs. Bowerly, of course, uh, Nick Orticelli, Nancy Orticelli, uh, Ray and Rini, very dear friends of mine, uh, as well as some of Nancy's uh, bandmates in her band, Deja Blues, uh, Mark Kantowski and Robin, and uh, a good time was had by all. Brother James is a tremendous uh, performer, and, uh, you know, I mean, look... Uh, Nick and I have become friends and that does not mean that the people that we both know who don't like us as individuals it doesn't mean that they're not our friends any longer Um, we've 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 talked about that, um, you know. I, I've mentioned this before. Nick and I had a very, very bitter feud, which was so unnecessary for so many years. And everything got patched up. I just, I wish everybody uh, could patch things up with everybody else. That is my strongest, uh, my strongest wish and strongest desire. But uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not that hard um, to. It's 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 not that hard when people are adults and mature to take relationships which were not good and make them good, um, and I think anybody's capable of uh, of doing that. And I will say it's very rewarding, and I've had a chance to do that with uh, quite a few people um, over the few uh, over over the years, especially uh, with what happened a few years ago. Um, you realize life is short. And it's just too short to be mired down in BS, quite frankly. But uh, anyway, it was, it was a good time. And, uh, you know, we were both kind of joking that two years ago, who could have imagined this picture? Nobody. Uh, we're talking about uh, bottle returns and can returns and $0.05 cent deposit on bottles. Do you bring your bottles and cans back? Uh, yes or no. If it was $0.10 cents per unit, would you be more inclined to do so? Supposedly people are. And we're on the phone with a guy named Peter, and we uh, did our due diligence, I think. Uh, Peter is with Can Bottle Return in Hamburg. And, uh, it, I mean, just doing some quick math in my head, uh, let's say you're getting up to three and a half cents per unit returned. You guys are making a fortune over there.
2: Um, I wouldn't call it a fortune. We're doing okay. Um. We, you know, we we spend a lot of time and effort going after um, things that don't um, necessarily make us a profit. We do a lot of fundraising activities for people so that they can use um, collection points to gather um, bottles and cans for their um, fundraising and donation efforts. Um, so we do, just as an example, we do a lot of schools, churches. Um, youth sports, a lot of pet um, foundations. We also do big events like Ride for Roswell, Erie County Fair, um, and the Buffalo Bills. Um, The Buffalo Bills donate all their redeemables that we collect for them. Um, I know a a listener was was on before me (laughs) asking about where the stuff from the Bills go. Um, Hopefully he's still listening and let him know that it it's in good hands. Um, it ends up in our um, facility, and that is turned over to a donation on behalf of the Buffalo Bills to any number of organizations that they work with. And I think that that's a really great way of doing it. Um, but well, we had a call. In walk-up.
1: Peter, excuse me for interrupting, but we we had a, a call uh, from a guy who said that you know he was a veteran and he basically goes to the stadium and he collects the uh, he collects the bottles uh, and cans. Uh, are you surprised to hear that Do you guys have exclusive territorial rights uh, over that? Um, I am
2: not surprised by that. I, I, the fact that he's a veteran and doing that, that's great. I. I support them. Um, we don't have territorial rights outside of, um, we do the inside of the stadium and then we do the, what are the considered the private areas, private parking, employee parking, and stuff like that around the stadium.
1: Right. The rest
2: of the stuff is, is property of the county. Right. And there's different dispositions for that. Now, if, if the stuff ends up in container, or into, you know, the big, um containers that come towards the stadium then yeah we we handle it and take care of it but there are plenty of people collectors that go around the stadiums and do pick up and they a lot of it they take to our shop which is only five or six miles away from the stadium it's actually not even that far it's four miles um so yeah it it, it, you know it, it it kind of circles its way through now the the entire parking lots i you know, we're not – we have no claim to that. Okay. And I was just, can I was just curious. The
1: the other yeah. thing I, – I, a couple of questions I, I wanted to ask you here real quick is um, the money that you are reimbursed, uh, presumably by the state, for uh, turning over the recyclable, refundable bottles, does that come from the funds which are unclaimed? Uh, where From where does that money come?
2: Okay. So let me – try and make this the the i guess the cliff note version of it so um the distributors actually have to pay a certain amount of money in what's considered handling fees now there's a company called tomra in in western new york it's it's bix up in lancaster good company bix i I don't have the same I don't I don't feel the same about the entire TAMRA organization because it's an an international organization out of Norway I just just but to, really to, to
1: help to help uh, me out here to help me out here in, in the future please no names please
2: okay sorry it, it helps sorry. it helps
1: me out it, it's it's not, it's not the end of the world but uh, continue please okay
2: so we have a company that we work with that is local but is owned by an international company now through that course of that we you know They're contracted by the state to work within a certain coordination of material that's dropped and then money is dispensed. They owe us the deposit, which we pay out to the consumer, and then the handling fee based on the way the material is brought back. So like I stated before, there's um, there's two types of, of material. There's sorted um, by distributor, and then there's commingled, which is material that's mingled. And that's the difference between those two is three and a half cents and one and a half cents. So because we are mechanized, we we have a better chance of getting up towards that premium of three and a half cents. Now where that money is held is through the distributors pay it when their material comes back to them through this company that the state contracts. And then unreclaimed. Deposits end up in the state fund, um, and that's just i i, I think that's the skidding of it. So sorry, I used names. I didn't know that.
1: Um, no, no, dude, it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's totally. It, it's yeah. totally cool. I mean, just when when I do it, like what I always say is, okay, I'm gonna name a name here, but I can take responsibility for it, and I know of what I speak, and I can defend what I'm saying. That that's all. I mean, it's it's. I'd appreciate okay. it if, if people don't, but it's not like I, I'm not gonna hang up and say, wow, that Peter guy, what a jerk. That's that's just it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> um, and you know, it's something somebody brought something else up, which I hadn't thought of asking, but I I did now. Um, I just got through drinking a giant jug of orange juice, a lot of plastic in that giant jug of orange juice. It's not even refundable. How do they decide what is refundable and what is not? Because it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense.
2: It doesn't make a lot of sense. Because when when the original bill was written in 1982, they did it based on... They didn't do it based on container type or material type. They based it based on beverage. So any beverage that was carbonated was considered a single-use container. Now they amended the bottle bill like 15 years ago to include water, just water bottles. Right. But still, like Gatorade, orange juice, iced tea, even though it's the same container, Boots. as a beer bo- as a beer can. It, it doesn't end up in the stream because it shows how archaic the mm. law is that's written, and it, it was five cents in 1982, which is about 16 cents by today's yeah. inflationary
1: standard. Oh, so somebody got somebody got out cent, the inflation calculator. Okay, <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is my business, right? And we, we we take it pretty seriously. We we've taken the business model and turned it on its head. We we don't like the reverse vending machines as much as anybody else because they, they don't take a lot of material. They always break down. They're never accurate. The small hand count places, they get squeezed from inflation just like everybody else. And because they're they're labor intensive, they don't get quite the premium at the three and a half cents the way a mechanized place does because they can't – it would take a lot of people to hand sort all that material to get it exactly the way – it would be accepted. So they have their constraints. And, you know, there's also a lot of people jumping into the cam bottle business that are like, oh, three and a half cents, man, I'm going to be a millionaire. Well, we do millions of these a year, and I'm not a millionaire. I'll tell you that by any stretch. Um, now, we we think that we've cracked the code, and we can add more of these types of facilities throughout. Um, but we, we want to be sure that this bottle bill has the teeth and it's going to make the changes that we think would be appropriate for business owners
1: and business operators. Um, Peter, ho- hold on, uh, if, if you would. There were, uh, we started talking about this whole refundable uh, deposit we pay on a lot of the stuff we drink. A uh, lot of you guys fascinated by this topic. I'm pleasantly surprised. And uh, Pete called in, and he's with Can and Bottle. Um, return in Hamburg. Uh, Peter in uh, Hamburg, who is uh, in the business and can't figure out why some beverages you have to put a deposit down on the bottle and others you don't. So if they were to raise, because you talked about the inflation rate uh, and the original bottle bill, if it was written today, it would be about 16 cents per bottle. If they raised it to 10 Uh, cents on a refundable um, piece of uh, drinking equipment, I guess we'll call it drinking equipment, Um, do you believe that your business would prosper even more? Would people take this more seriously? Or are people still going to say, eh, screw it, it goes in the regular garbage?
2: I think that there's a very good likelihood that some people's behavior would change. And with the bottle bill that's being passed around in Albany right now, there's many versions of it. Um, everybody's, you know, just like anything, it takes time. Right. Um, and yes, moving things up to 10 cents is a priority, but also adding more of the containers that you're talking about into the, the redemption stream, the, the deposit stream as well. So like Gatorades, um, they like apple ciders, all that kind of stuff, juices, iced teas, there's alcohol beverages that aren't carbonated that don't get redeemed even though it's the exact same type of material, all that stuff, they're going to clean that up and fix it, including liquor bottles too
1: and wine. And do you believe then that people are going to be more uh, likely to engage in uh, returning the stuff?
2: I think so. I, I, I think that there's you know, it it's kind of you know, it's it's kind of a consumer tax, so to speak, unless you, you redeem it, then it really has no effect. Um, I think that people will find that you know, people that have means aren't gonna be as feel as necessary to do something about it, but their kids will. What I've noticed in, in our business and is a lot of kids bring this stuff in and they drag their parents with them. And they do it because it's just, it's extra money for them or, or they want to donate it to something or whatever it may be. So there's, there's definitely a younger generation that has their, their eye pinned on this. And there's a generation of people that, you know, they make a few hundred bucks a week, like finding other people that don't return their stuff and they just bring it in.
1: Understood. Understood. Hey, one one quick question, if you don't mind. And it is this Um, people like the guy you're talking to right now who don't rinse out their bottles of, oh, I don't know, vitamin water, things like that. Are we horrible people where your business is concerned? Are we gumming up the works in any way, shape, or form? Because it didn't seem to make sense to me to waste Lake Erie's fresh water on rinsing out a container that's only going to be recycled. I'd love your answer, but I need to make you wait until after the uh, traffic, uh, after news and traffic on WBEN. So if we can get Peter on hold there, Uh, we'll continue. Then we're going to take more calls from you guys on News Radio 930 WBEN.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Oh my
1: goodness, Tanner Saunders behind the glass, whipping out some Steely Dan. All right. It is uh, Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. So uh, I'll rephrase the topics uh, once I'm done talking with Pete here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, the recycle uh, bottles and cans for beverages. Uh, some talk about raising it to 10 cents, it is 5 cents. And Peter runs a business that uh, actually takes in uh, these cans and bottles. And uh, just out of curiosity, Peter, Out of all of the businesses in which you could invest or be involved in, how exactly did you get involved in uh, the recyclable uh, business with Can Bottle Return in Hamburg?
2: Uh, That's a good question. Uh, So my brother, along with my father, a couple years, not not a couple years ago, it's been eight years, eight and a half years ago, I was living out, I was living out West. I was living in Utah actually as a hospitality executive for a large, um, resort area that owned multiple resorts in, um, Utah and in Idaho. I, um, had been doing that for, you know, almost two decades. Um, my dad and my brother started this and my brother went on to do another venture, but in his wake, he, he, Purchased, he understood that like mechanization and and stuff and, and the the equipment we both purchased and then I came along and then I created some equipment built on my own um, that enhanced this whole process and we realized that with my hospitality background and the mechanization of what was happening behind and kind of understanding the way the industry all the the weaknesses that it had. I took a hospitality approach, a welcoming approach to how we did business, knowing that the mechanization could handle the volume. So we kind of turned this thing upside down, and my brother has since come back, and he's working with me now. And we, we, we see that, like, the, there's very few limits to what we can do. We own our own tractor trailers now, and we, wow. we, you know we're sending out a, a truck a week. Or a truck a day, excuse me, multiple trucks per week, and and we just kind of that's how we got into it. Like I, I figured my hospitality approach, along with his, would, you know, we I, I think we could complement it and make it work.
1: And well, I it think you can. You can work. also you could also use another business model and change the name of your business to In the Can. Um, it might bring a whole different kind of clientele. Uh, but the, the final question, Peter, that I had for you is the one I asked you before uh, the news break, um, and that is yep. about using fresh Lake Erie water to wash out my recyclable bottles seemed to me to be um, at cross purposes with caring for the environment. Can you comment on that?
2: Yes, I can. And I, I remember specifically your question was, you know, how would you feel if you brought, you know, un- we don't ask people to wash their um, materials. Our job is to clean up and keep things clean on our own. That, that's, our, that's our promise as, our, as proprietors is to keep things clean. As long as it's not like commingled with a bunch of residential trash, right. we're fine with it. We understand that things are sticky. Things There's a lot of sugar. There's a lot of, you know, old beer. Um, you know, I get it. We get it. We understand it. We're, we're there to keep things clean and smelling neat. Our, our whole philosophy is fast, fun, friendly, clean. Those four things are the pillars of what we do. And you bring them in as long as you're, you don't have commingled glass with aluminum or commingled glass with plastic. You bring your you, you're fine. You just bring your glass in just to, in a separate bag or a separate box or whatever you want to do. We'll get you in and out in a matter of seconds or just a few minutes, and you'll get your money. We do 400 units a minute per turnstile. We have three turnstiles, so we can do
1: 1,200
2: units in a minute with three people.
1: Well, Peter, continued uh, success to you, sir. I was hoping somebody from the business would call and answer some of these questions, and uh, you certainly uh, have done that and more. I appreciate your courtesy, and I appreciate the info, sir. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it, and I have fun.
1: Oh, absolutely, and uh, again, thanks for the info. Uh, Hey, if I'm ever wrong about a fact, I always like to be told that I'm wrong about a fact because what's the point of repeating bad information? It's kind of pointless if you are a seeker of the truth. Actually, I was reading some quotes from Marcus Aurelius earlier this morning, and uh, he had a very similar quote about that, and I felt, wow, wow. How cool. He had the same idea all those years ago that I just had this morning. Um, 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. And he did not look like Richard Harris, by the way, from Gladiator, just so we're on the same page. Uh, Let's get to uh, Darren in Alden on WBEN. Darren, uh, welcome to the show. Talking about recycling uh, bottles. Do you do it? And if they raise the... uh, deposit to 10 cents on a bottle would you be more likely to do it and and how do you deal with the other recyclables do you even bother anymore or does it all just go in the same trash bin i know of some complexes that they've done away with the recycling truck uh now everything they'll just pick it all up uh, because supposedly it just doesn't make money anymore like the cardboard the paper everything else but you're on and welcome
3: yes uh I own a bottle and can redemption center, and um, well, the uh, process is owing a lot of money, for one thing, and and um, I'm not the only one. You know, I know some of my other uh, competitors. Let's say, and all uh, right. I don't know. It's it's a tough business, but I don't I I, I've recycled all my life and and that's why I'm here. And I think if Albany was uh, really serious, if the state of New York was serious. That they would have a nickel deposit on everything. Oh, you asked me about the dime thing. Well, I'd have to reach further into my pocket then, wouldn't I? And wait for my money even longer.
1: I don't know because you you're the guy who knows the business and I'm I'm on the outside looking in standing on concrete blocks peering through the windows of your soul. Um, let me let me ask you this without naming the people who owe you money without naming those people is is it a state agency that owes you money uh, No, not at all.
3: No. No, sir.
1: Is it the manufacturers? Not one bit. Is it the bottlers?
3: It's the processors and the uh, largest recycling company on the planet.
1: Okay, so roger that. It's the people to whom you sell the stuff that you have paid a redemption fee to your customers.
3: They pay me to collect it, sort it, and recycle it. Yes.
1: This is this is probably a really stupid question, but I've asked them before, and I don't think that's ever going to stop in my life. But um, all of the bottles of uh, empty water that people bring in, all the empty vitamin waters and pop containers and everything, um, we say, they they say it's recycled. What what is it turned into uh, as far as consumer goods?
3: Well, as far as I know, I mean, I don't I don't run the plant. I just I'm the little guy. You know, you bring your cans to me, and or bottles, and um, they grind them up. They crush the cans and uh, recycle the aluminum. They grind up and shred the plastic, and they crush the glass. and And it all really does get recycled. We can, we can really make uh, make progress here if everybody would do their part. You know what I mean? including the state of New York, Lift and ice tea, no good. Okay, no deposits. So that's garbage that comes into my shop. Gatorade, Powerade, things like that. But I think if if the state was serious about recycling and uh, renewal and saving the planet, that, that there would be a nickel or a dime on everything.
1: So what, what do you think Albany's real motivation is? Uh, walk us through the politics of this, because no matter where you go, well, there's always going to be a political I'm, I'm aspect I'm really not to it.
3: sure. I'm really not sure what they're I, – I think they want to make themselves look good, but I don't think they're serious about the, the entire uh, need for recycling.
1: You know, I'm going to share. I'm going to share with you a text that uh, a friend of mine, who would be in the know on this kind of stuff, said. And I've heard these stories before, but the local highways are strewn with water and pop bottles, and some of the crews on litter cleanup actually have to take bottles away that are filled with tobacco juice and even urine. And a few years ago, an open cab mower ran over a very hot Two-liter bottle filled with urine that was lurking in the tall glass, and it exploded all over the operator. That is so disgusting,
3: sir. You are—you um, wouldn't believe the things that I find when when I dump out bags of stuff oh no. here that oh no. people return. I mean, I'm not going to mention them on the radio, but uh,
1: are we talking bodily fluids? Oh yes,
3: and uh, human teeth. Human teeth? Yes, I found a couple molars. Oh jeez. Since uh, I've I've only been in business six months. Oh jeez. And and
1: and that's where Jimmy Hoffa ended up somewhere in in a a, uh, (laughs) bottled water. Poor Jimmy (laughs) Hoffa uh boy that's uh, i can't imagine losing a tooth i mean can't you they they should have taken the tooth and put it in milk i think Um, uh no i I think you're supposed to do that if you get a tooth knocked out i'm not a dentist though and i'm not offering any you know
3: i've heard that also uh
1: so you weren't expecting that when you got into the biz
3: no no i was just uh i retired in december and uh I've always wanted to do this, but I never had time because I was always at work. And uh, so, you know, I took four or five months off, opened the business. And, uh, yeah, it's been uh, an adventure, I'll tell you that.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, My friend, thank you very much. Was there anything you wanted to say that I rudely cut you off and didn't give you the opportunity to say?
3: Oh, no, you're not. You haven't been rude to me one bit. Thank you very thanks. much, and uh, no, my, thanks for letting pleasure. me have my say. Thank my you. My
1: pleasure. Thank No, thank you kindly. I, I appreciate the uh, the phone call. Now, and and what happens sometimes, guys, is, uh, and, and I try to explain this once or twice a week, sometimes if you're talking to somebody on a cell phone, there's like this overlap, there's a gap and I think the other person is done talking, so I'll start talking, but they weren't done talking, and the same thing happens in reverse, and I know what it sounds like on the radio, and I know it sounds like I'm being a total dork, and I'm really not trying to be a total dork. It's just one of those electronic glitches that sometimes happens. Hey, if I'm ever going to be a dork, I'll let you know I'm going to be a dork. But I'm really trying to get away from that whole dorkiness thing because uh, you get it to a point in life, and it, it ain't worth the stress. Uh, so glad you are with us and hope you had a uh, an absolutely wonderful weekend. Um, and did everything you wanted to do and got everything done that you wanted to get done and all the, uh, the, the late fall tasks that need to be done. And as I said at the uh, beginning of the show, um, I am stunned. I was stunned last night when we were talking, and um, the question was, so what are we doing for Thanksgiving? And I looked at this person as if they had five heads, and she said, no, Tom, Thanksgiving is in a week. And I said, what do you mean? All right. She said, there's this Thursday, and the Thursday after that is Thanksgiving. And I cannot believe how fast time has gone by. And uh, talked to my mom today because we had to make Thanksgiving arrangements. And uh, bottom line is – she says, hey, look, the the older you get, the faster time goes. She cannot believe it is uh, Thanksgiving either coming up a week from Thursday. And what we uh, generally do, because uh, mom is not at the point where she's going to entertain a whole bunch of people and cook a turkey, um, we just pick it up from uh, a local restaurant and bring it over. It's all nice and warm and make things uh, as easy for mom as possible. And the way I figure it is, look, your mom, for how many years – did did she put out a Thanksgiving spread, or your dad, whatever the case may be? So as they become older and maybe not able to do what they used to do, um, if you can bring Thanksgiving to them, it is uh, very much appreciated because uh, your mom, your dad should not be alone on Thanksgiving or Christmas. And you know we talk about the importance of family, and family is very 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 important, and uh, for the past several years, um, what we've done is uh, my ex-wife, my kids, and I have made it a point to uh, make sure that mom is uh, uh, well taken care of on Thanksgiving, and of course, my siblings do their part as well, so uh, we always have uh, we always have a good time, and it's uh, nice to see, and this is not an insult, that she calls herself this, always nice to see the old lady and uh, talk to mom pretty much every day, and we text at least once a day, um, just to make sure she's still with us. Of course, uh, it is 4:56 uh, at News Radio 930 WBEN. hey, look, if you can't, you know what? Uh, everybody's got their own circumstances in life, and, and I get that, but. You got to take care of the people who took care of you when you were little, because uh, your parents made an awful lot of sacrifices to you. Um, unless your mom or dad was a total monster, um, you got to you got to be there for them in their declension. Um, it just it's just something you have to do. I think it comes with being a human being, personally. Um, anyway, yes, your moral lecture from today from me. Take that for for what it's worth.